If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to First um, Corinthians, First <clears throat> Corinthians, chapter fifteen, verse fifty-eight. First Corinthians fifteen, fifty-eight. Say, why stand for one verse? Because we stand to pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I think we ought to stand when, when God's word is being read. I think it's a part of being respectful and to honor the Lord for his precious word. And the Bible says, therefore, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Father, I pray that you'd help us to see today what you'd have us to see, and we'll give you glory and praise for it all. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. <clears throat> Life is short. I don't have to tell you that for some of us who are on up in years now, uh, even if we live to be a hundred. I'm thinking the other day, the oldest person that I can recall having a funeral for was 109 years old. Still sharp as she could be. And she would ask me, or she would tell me, or ask me, why, why is God leaving me here? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But you have been and still are a blessing to many of our people. So don't ever think that your life is over, okay? Don't ever think that God is through with you. Uh, I say this where there's life, uh, there's hope. And I think sometime maybe the reason God leaves people here on in years is he's waiting on all the family to come together. You know, there's something about it. And I've seen many, many, many wreaths at funerals. And one that really sticks out in my mind is the wagon wheel with a spoke missing. You know, not just only at death time, but in families where members aren't getting along. And they, you know, and they have gatherings and that person's missing. It's a spoke that's missing. What's the spokes for? It's support. You keep knocking out the spokes and first thing you know, the old saying is you're going to be running on the rim. You know, I remember those days. I, I remember those days of hearing a car coming down the road and had a flat tire and it done burnt the tire plumb off and they running on the rim. You know, we don't have to run on the rim. God wants us to be inflated for him and running on good tread. That's what he asked us to do. Just do it and do it for the glory of God. When I think about uh, those who have gone on. When I think about my parents, my, my grandparents, and, and just this week looking, th thumbing through my, uh, or it was Lynn's, but I was a senior in 66, and uh, she was in the 10th grade, and thumbing through there and, and looking at my classmates and many of them, I near 35 of my class members have done gone on. I mean, they, uh, I, I hope they made it. You know, it's my fault if they didn't. Because I, don't, I'm, I was not a uh, kind of Christian that I should have been when I was in school. And they are somewhere. And their blood is on my hands. I just hope and pray uh, that they are in uh, heaven. Uh, even though death is sure, I think about this question. What are we doing? What are we doing 
Um, you notice in the bulletin there, the title is just simply how to have victory in Jesus. How, how can we have victory in Jesus? We are all, hey, I don't know of anybody that wants to be on the losing side, do you? I don't know of anybody who well, I hope I lose this. No, we all want to be a part of a team that wins. And let me tell you, the Jesus team wins. All the way from the beginning to even now, the team called Jesus is the winner. Now, it might look like now that we're losing the battles, okay? We're going to have little battles. We're going to have little struggles. Sometimes these battles become big battles and struggles become big struggles. But listen to me. At the end, we win. Hello? We win because we are on the winning team. All right. How to have victory in Jesus. First of all, there's the call, okay? Okay? If you're writing, these are simple. They all start with a C, and they're very simple. The call. If you're saved, you have been called by God because the Bible says unless the Spirit of God calls a person, they're not going to come. Or they may come, but they come on their own. And we need to come having been led by the Spirit, not only to be called to become a Christian, but then to be called to fit into a slot of special service for the Lord. Uh, you know what's amazing? People say, well, I, I, I can't witness where I am. I can't do this. I can't do that. Do you realize right here in this very room, ever how many there are in here right now, that's how many missionaries that West WFBC, uh, our church, has. Okay. If you're saved, you're a missionary. And your job and my job is to go and share the word. Hey, encourage, invite. And I keep telling you over and over and over, advertise. How do you think some of these companies have gone to where they are? They advertise. They give away. And you know, I'm, I'm thankful when uh, Debbie, she'll say, is that couple the first time there? Yeah, they are. Well, okay, and they have a gift. You know, I hope you haven't been overlooked today. If, I, if you have, I'm sorry, because it's hard to spot them all and, and pick up on all of them. But uh, the call uh, is very important. Um, notice in that verse, uh, the call that I get out of this, be ye steadfast. Well, when I think of being steadfast, I think of being constant, Okay. Listen, constant. Uh, yes, I'm a, I still have an Abraham telephone. Uh, you know it as a flip phone. Okay, it dies every once in a while. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, I just charged you up. And I look back, I'm talking too much. So I have to get to where I can plug the thing in to get it recharged, okay? Because it's, hey, cell phones are wonderful, but if they go dead, they're no more good than an ink pen that runs out of ink. I mean, what good is it? It's got to stay charged. It's got to stay constant. It's got to stay steadfast. And so when I think about that, I think of God's will. You know, he has a will for every one of us. When I think of his will, then I think of his work. He has a work for every one of us to do. 
I don't care if you've worked 75 years at a place and you've finally retired and you're gonna sit on the porch and rock. What good is that unless you invite the lost people in your community? Hey, come sit on the porch with me today. You can't quit. I don't only think of his will and his work, but if we accept his will and we're doing his work, then we're in his way. Now, I don't mean in the way it needs to be moved out of the way. I'm talking about in his way. You see, his way is the best way. Hello, right? His way is the best way. In fact, he said there's no other way to come to God, the Father, unless you come through Jesus. He said, I've gone to prepare you a place. And if you're saved, then you, you've got a place. If you're lost, you don't have a place. Your place is hell. I mean, that's just how it is. The bottom line is hell. Listen, you either, Jesus said you either for me or against me. So I think about the call is so important. Not only the call, but I look at that verse, uh, second thing down there, unmovable. That's our character. That's our reputation. I've heard people say, and I love this, they're the same every time you see them. They know what they stand for, they mean what they say, and they say what they mean. They are what we call unmovable. They are solid. They're standing on the rock of Jesus. And there's no other place to stand, in fact, than on the rock of Jesus. When I think about that, I look at that word steadfast, unmovable, but listen, always abounding. You know what that is? Not only we see the call and the character, but the, the consecration, the devotedness. You know, I look back, I, I think back about Lynn and I when we dated, hey, we went to church. In fact, when we first started dating, if I wanted to see her on Sunday or Wednesday, it was church, okay? Because she was going to be there. She was a member of everything that Friendship Baptist Church did in those days except the deacon board. I'm serious. She was almost the only child that age in that church and a lady took liking to her who was the GA leader and they, they was getting up a group to go to Ridgecrest and Lynn was not old enough to go, but that lady, Miss Virginia Elrod, said, Lynn, I know you're not old enough, but I want you to go to GA camp with us. She went, and that's where she was saved at nine years old. Ridgecrest has a special part in her heart. And when we went a few years ago, camper on missions, we went there to work and, and to walk around with her and she was saying, oh, I remember this and oh, I remember that. I mean, it's called precious memories. Consecrated, devoted to what God wanted her to become. And only God knew she would become a pastor's wife when she got saved at nine years old. I thank God for her. She is consecrated. Let me tell you, in, that, in our household, hey, she's it. She is the queen in our household. 
And many of you have heard me tell it, and you know it, and you laugh about it, but it's okay with me. I think it's funny that, that I got 100% of the votes and only 75 was, was going to her, and I only got 25. But that's all right. I'm in. Hey, we took a vow. Where you go, I will go. All right? <laughs> you know, I heard this this week. Now, I don't know who started this. You may be sitting in the pew right now who started this. I went into the Napa store in Seneca. Some of you probably know that place. You know Harry. Brother Kenny, how you doing? I said, I'm fine, Harry. I need a battery. He said, I want to ask you a question. I heard this week that you are fixing to leave First Baptist and retire again. I said, you kidding? He said, no, I heard it from a reliable source. I said, well, you tell the reliable source as far as I know, I hadn't heard that. So, okay, you can hear anything. People start stuff, you know. Well, if we've got any resumes since last week, I don't know it. Brother Dave, you got any? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> well, I, I want to be, I, I've, I've accepted the call, okay? And, and I've accepted to try to be the kind of character with a reputation that God needs to represent First Baptist Church. Okay, and the best I can do, you listen, I will fail. I will not only fail, but I will forget. It's amazing to me the things I can remember 50 years ago, and I can't remember what I did day before yesterday. I mean, I don't know where that, it's a time lapse or something or other. I don't know. It's a, I feel like it's, you know, Lynn says you need a new phone. Well, listen, that little old flip phone, uh, it's it's getting old like I am, and and you know when we go to sleep, I don't know what it is, but our lower jaw drops, <laughs> and we're sitting there, hoo, 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 this is, trying to breathe. So my cell phone's lower jaw has gotten weak, <laughs> and if I hold it up just right, it'll flop down, you know. <laughs> So please, if I hang up on you, say that thing, is, he's flopped his jaw back open. I'll, I'll try to call you back. And some of you, listen, I love you, but some of you are still texting me. <laughs> Brother Kenny, I hope you have a great day. We love you. Don't have a clue who it's from. Just sign your name. But don't expect any return. Okay? <laughs> Sometime I can pull up the, the number off of that text and, and call you back and it's so embarrassing you still won't tell me who you are. One of my former members of Earl's Grove worked at Duke Power probably 40 something years. And he and I were together one day, JR. We and I were together one day. He saw, somebody saw him say, hey JR, how you doing son? He said, I'm doing great, how are you doing? And in JR's mind, he's saying, who is this guy? Because Duke Power, most of those guys had nicknames. Uh, he said, I don't know who this guy is. He said, Lord, please help me. So JR began to ask him questions. He said, uh, 
where are you working now? He said, same place I always work. He said, uh, where, where are you living now? He said, same place I always live. Uh, have you retired yet? He said, well, you know, we, we sort of retired long about the same time. He said, I walked away from there and had no clue who I was talking to. Just identify yourself, okay? It's part of our character, okay? When people say Kenny Owen, you refer right quick to a call. You refer right quick to a character. And it's amazing to me when some of you out there in the field, they say, where do you go to church? I go to First Baptist. Who's your pastor? Kenny Owen. <laughs> you know, well, that's all right, too. That's all right. But it's a call, y'all. It's not only a call, but it's character. Uh, the third thing there, uh, I see consecration. Always abounding. Now listen to these things right here. Listen. Looking for new heights, new highways, new habits, new happiness, and a new heritage. God has truly blessed First Baptist. And through you all, Lynn and I have over and abundantly been blessed. I don't know who started that rumor, but that's okay. Thank God it's just a rumor. That verse, it would probably do us all well to go back prior to that verse and read what it says prior to that. It's talking about uh, death and victory and uh, but I chose this verse because it speaks to me about my calling. It speaks to me about my character. It speaks to me about my consecration. But last of all, it says, For as much as ye know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I think of conviction. Okay, what is conviction? Strong belief. You can't do anything to change my mind about God the Father. You can't do anything to change my mind of what Jesus has done and is doing for me. You cannot convince me that the Holy Spirit doesn't live in every born-again child of God. You can't convince me that God does not call people anymore. He calls, and when he calls, he puts in a certain character in us of what he wants us to be because the Bible says we are created in his image, in his image. When I, when I think about that conviction, that strong belief, I think about our labor. You know, so many times, many of you, you work hard around here, and it goes unnoticed. It goes unthanked. But let me tell you something. God knows and he says he will not forget your labor of love. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 4. Just stay where you are. We'll get it on the screen. Ephesians 4, 14 and 15. <clears throat> Listen to this. That we henceforth 
Be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love. That's what we've got to do, y'all. We've got to speak the truth in love that we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Jesus. And there's no way around that, God. Listen, you're going to live for the Lord. You've got to have that character. You've got to have that call. And listen, uh, John 3, 2. And, and I close with John 3, 2. If you put it up on the screen there. The same came to Jesus by night. Now listen. And said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. I mean, we watched you teach. And we know that you come from God. For no man can do these things that thou doest except God be with him. My question to you, is God with you? Are you with God? And the last question is, where is God in the lineup of your daily life? Where is he? Is he at the top of the lineup? I've told you this before when I coached little league ball. That was one question the little guys always asked. Coach, where am I in the lineup? Why? They wanted to know. They wanted to be ready when time comes to go to bat or what position they were going to be playing. So where is God in the lineup in your Christian life? If he's not first, he's not happy. Matthew 6, simply says, what does it say? Mac, help me. What does it say? Seek ye first. When? First. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not mine. And all these things will be added unto you. And those things was what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? What are we going to drink? How tall we are? How thick we might be? Hey, all these things will line up right. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to be here in your house today with your people. Father, I thank you for the guests that are amongst us today. I, I pray that you would bless them. Lord, you know what they're seeking? They might just be visiting family, Lord. I don't know, but you know. But I pray that you'd speak to their hearts concerning the call, the character, and the conviction. Uh, Lord, you know what each one of us need, and I pray that you'd help us to be open with you to be honest with you, that we be all you'd have us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.